Is there is there actually anyone out there that prefers Powerade over Gatorade? Um, she, she warmed up to me pretty quickly, and it was, it was not, she snores like a fucking lawnmower dude. I I met a lookalike Morgan Freeman in in sixth grade. It's this really thick, thick piece of yeah. lead. That's so weird. It was like ancient, isn't it? Like ancient a, stone it's writing. Like, like the 0.3 millimeter or something, like the thickest one you can get. I think it was 3.0 millimeter. Yeah. <laughs> it was thick. Two I was actually going through the pencil aisle the other day, and I didn't realize that they the still pencil. sell. <laughs> I didn't realize that they still sell like mechanical pencil cartridge things that you could buy separately with like a canister of like 30 of the fucking tubes you could just reload mm. in your pencil. Mechanical yeah. pencils are weird. Yeah. It's really weird. But you know what's not weird? Us being here. Welcome back to that was terrible. That was god awful. It was uh, I okay, look. I, I appreciate <laughs> the effort. Like it was it could have been something special. I'm not gonna lie. Like it could have been something great. But this is just practice. Yeah. This is practice. Yeah. Um anyways, welcome back, folks. Folks. To, I would have nailed it, I'm just saying, but yeah. Uh to another episode of ruminations of red rum uh today we have uh what was that you erasing my mistakes no no that was good i like that (laughs) you brought it back i brought it back um he may write with only number two pencils but he's the number one in all of our hearts kyle with a kid Number two in all of our hearts. Better. No, no, number one in all of our hearts. Oh. God damn, Ian. Anyway, I appreciate that. Um, I feel like my intros are getting... um, They're catching up to Ian's every day. Um, So I'm sporting for all the the people that watch the video that doesn't exist yet. I'm um, wearing a Christmas sweater, but it just has a bunch of dogs on it. That's cool. Party uh, animals. Yeah, party animals. Party animals, but hold on. Merry Christmas, bitch. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Merry fucking Christmas. You know Yo, what I'm saying? It lights up. So that's what I'm rocking right now. But um, how you guys doing? Good, good. What have uh, have you been up to? Anything um, fun, entertaining, interesting? I can't remember the last time we recorded, and it's I can't a long remember. Time. What... I'm actually yeah. excited to see you boys yeah. in the flesh. Um. I haven't watched a lot of movies. I have seen one new movie, which I'll talk about in a second. But uh, I've been playing the new God of War Ragnarok on PlayStation Fizzle. And uh, I'm enjoying it. It's good. Now, the movie I've seen is uh, Tar. Oh, um, have you guys heard of that? Yeah. A lot of people are classifying it as like a cancel, cancel culture film, I think. What do you mean by that? Um, that it gets explores it, it explores the themes of uh, of cancel of cancel culture, like <laughs> the main character. She kind of goes through that uh, road, and um, I saw it in theaters by myself, empty theater, and it was fucking awesome. It's a really good movie. I gave it a four and a half with a heart, so I definitely think it's an A for sure. And it's trending that way on LB as well. 
which I didn't look at the rating beforehand, so I was actually surprised to see that I kind of matched the overall um, consensus that, with everybody else. But it's it hit really hard f- for me. It's a very slow movie, but um, it it picks up and ramps up really well, and the the performances are just on another level. I wouldn't be surprised if she didn't get um, Kate. What's her name? Kate Blanchett. Blanchett. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if she didn't get nominated for an Oscar for this, for sure. Like, it's a... The performance is insane, but it's a really, really good movie that hit really intimately with me for some reason. I just really vibed with it. It's uh, Ian, two E's. You're giving me a weird face. Can I... uh, Do you have a question? Uh, I'm just being 23. I'm just being 23. No, no, no. no, no, no. Go ahead. You said it's a man and am I in my head. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. (laughs) Um, No, but um, it's just like... So a lot of people are are, uh, categorizing it in the cancel culture thing, and I get that. It, 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 It kind of dives into that pretty heavily, but for me, like, it... What spoke to me was themes of, like, how friendships are, like, pretty shallow and people will stay in, like, a relationship just to satisfy, like, themselves or to push their own kind of, um, their own interests forward. Like, just, just, I don't know, it's, it's kind of hard to explain, but the life that I've lived, um, I've seen a lot of people that 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 kind of act the way they do in this film and and i don't know it just it was really good like i i I really encourage you guys to watch it i don't know if ian will like it um brendan i think you'll like it a little more but um i'm also really into music and it's about a composer and orchestra and stuff it's just really well made and i really liked it but um i did not know that's what it was about yeah um makes me want to watch it though i just thought it was a music um movie like uh whiplash gotcha yeah the trailer kind of makes it uh out to be like suspense almost like horror but it's not it's very like drama maybe what's what's what brendan what (laughs) i i i had i was i was working on a bit um about tar and i was gonna ask if it was about um sealing driveways but it didn't work but i thought it was funny <laughs> trying to make up for that intro huh? <laughs> i'm over too god damn it it's all right it's all right it's all right but yeah no it was a good movie and uh yeah i think it it's deserving the i mean it's not really getting a lot of praise from what i'm seeing but from the reviews that i've seen it's 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 deserving in my mind so it it comes all. to my theater tomorrow. Um, Cool. So I'm gonna go see it this week. Yeah, man, it had me engaged the entire time. But I can see it. I so when I got done watching it, as like a last thing I'll say is like I did not expect it to have like a four point three or four point four on mm-hmm. Butterbox. I did not because it's really slow, especially the first like half. I would say, and I don't know. I just didn't think people would vibe with it as as much as they are. But I'm I'm surprised to see that it is. And um, or that people are, and I'm I'm happy for it because it's it, it is a really good movie. So would you consider it elevated horror? No, it's not horror at all. And it's, no, I. Oh, it's not horror. It's not horror. It's not oh. horror. It's it's a straight drama, dude. Just drama. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the uh, 
trailer was suspenseful and that's how i felt about uh parasite when we watched the trailer for that uh me and you kyle around like 2018 yeah um it seemed like a horror movie and then it came out and i was very disappointed because i was just expecting a horror movie see i I, i've never seen parasite still haven't Mm -hmm. but um i feel like that that's the same vibe that it probably gives off for sure but when i went and saw it it was different than what I was expecting, but also like it steered me in the direction of being like more interested in it. Like it was mm-hmm. like it, it it defied what I thought it was going to be, but it was good for that. Like it was I think I watched it at the perfect time in my life. Like yeah. It's good. It's a good movie. Nice. Uh, anything else you wanted to talk about? No. I'm good. Okay. Also with us as always it's the paranormal activity himself i like that i like that i'm sticking with it we got the ghost of ian how you doing Ian? i love paranormal activity so (laughs) love that intro thank you brendan thank you for that uh first off i'm going to start with this uh this jersey where you're going at 90s pittsburgh penguins uh this jersey is older than me my dad got it in uh, korea uh, in like 1997 so um yeah, this is, a, this is a really old jersey. Um, and then second on the list, finally got rid of those Gatorade Zeros. We were going with uh, Gatorade Orange for this cast. I know everyone was wondering when I was going to get rid of those. So, um, yeah, finally. Uh, funny story about that. I actually brought it to work because uh, I had a bet with my manager. He actually he won the bet. I brought him the Gatorade, and he was like, you know what? I can't accept this. So I tried <laughs> to pass it over to 12 other employees. None of them accepted the Gatorade Zero. That's because you're walking around saying, hey, I got a Gatorade. Do you want it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was chill about it. But um, yeah, no one likes it. Everyone was like, no, that's that's a shit flavor. That's Is there is there actually anyone out there that prefers Powerade over Gatorade? I don't like, drink sugar water, so sugar yeah. Well, water. I don't either. So <laughs> sugar water. Um, no, seriously, not talking. To you. Um, what about Propel? Oh, I fuck with Propel. Holy shit! Ah! Big thing back in the day. For a yeah. while, yeah, yeah. For a while, I went on a Propel kick. They had the the twist bottle tops. Yes. like those. That's what it was. Oh, when you could yeah. suck on it like a nipple. Yes. Oh, yes. So good. yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. It went back to our primal instinct of <laughs> sucking on the nipple. That's what it was. I think that's what sold it. Well, it also wasn't good. Like it, no, no, it no, tasted no, like no, diet. Wasn't. Oh, I water. thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was good. Like, because water isn't diet enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> diet flavored water. Oh shit! <laughs> what uh, what have you been up to? Um. Well, <laughs> I was uh. Uh, trying to finish a lot of uh, series that I started. So I finished the uh, Untold Story trilogy, which is a Hong Kong uh, crime trilogy. Um, I finished the Satan Slaves um, two two movies. The The second one came out uh, the fourth of this month. And um, yeah, Satan Slaves Communion. And it was uh, pretty bad, actually. Mm. Um, didn't like it. Um, it had some good scares, but it was just very disappointing, very disappointing compared to the first one. Um, I finished the Dark Knight trilogy. Dark Knight Rises is okay. Let's talk about that. Wait, Britain was first though. Um, so I'm correct in reading. Did, did you 
tweet or put in Discord something about you're done with the Batmans now? Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> so how do you feel knowing that the end of your Batman's run concluded with the death of one of the most prominent Batman voice actors? Oh yeah, that's um, that sucks, man. It's funny. I, I I've been going through this journey with people at work as well, and they all came up to me uh, when, after the day after he died, and they were like, "Isn't it crazy how you're watching all these movies and then one of the Batmans died?" It was yeah, it's um, it's crazy to think about. Um, I'm glad questions. I got to experience. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was finished with Batman, so there could be no one left. Um, no, he he was a great Batman. I loved the movies that he was in. I'm glad I got to experience um those things when he was alive. It's uh, that's it. It sucks. Sixty six is way too young. Yeah, he he looked pretty bad though. I mean, he had cancer. So, <laughs> oh, oh, is that what it was? Oh shit. <laughs> Okay, never mind. That would explain it. <laughs> oh my god. Uh that's not what I thought it was. I just assumed he was like hit by a car or something. Um It's not a very Batman way to go, Brandon. Uh, um I'm gonna say he died to the Joker. In my eyes. Joker got the better of him. It was the killing joke. It was um the killing joke. Um oh, you but... had a question. Oh, Kyle, you want to talk about the Dark Knight trilogy? So I noticed that on a lot of films, you write like a stupid, pretentious, dumb, thoughtful, like dumb review. Did I say dumb already? You said it and, twice. Okay, good. And uh, <laughs> I, I just, I'm just curious because there's, there's always a few movies that you, that you log that don't even, you know, have anything. Yeah, like, yeah. like just nothing at all. Um, was that one of them? That 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 was, and I was curious. What was so? What's your um, creative decision behind that? <laughs> creative decision. <laughs> um, I don't really feel a whole lot for the movie. Um, I feel like it's the you, you can't say a trilogy is fine without the third movie because that doesn't make it a trilogy. But I feel like the first two movies satisfied me enough to where I didn't need to watch Dark Knight Rises, and it didn't. I didn't. I didn't feel better. Um, that I watched it, I feel I felt like like how are you going to one up, or how are you going to follow up the Dark Knight? Do you think if Heath Ledger was still alive and was in the Dark Knight Rises, that it yes. could have been better? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I actually think that um, like releasing the um, people of of uh, Arkham could have been a really cool idea and like having all these villains even if uh Christopher Nolan didn't expand on like the the costumes and just said the names of these villains I I would have been very satisfied with that but it was it was just Bane and honestly didn't really like his uh his uh performance that much uh, I do like Christopher Nolan's writing, um, but I just, I don't know. It was just an okay movie. I didn't feel anything for it, so I didn't write a review for it. Gotcha. Is is the one with Bane the one where he goes and chills in that hole for a couple weeks? Yes. I, that Yeah, that's his origins. Well, not his origin story, but that's Bane's origin story. But. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was that or Dark Knight. Yeah. 
So that that was it. I, I just didn't really feel anything for it. Um, and then I finished the Chinese Ghost Story trilogy, which is just fantastic. If you want to see um, great practicals and you like a fantasy world, um, I would I would definitely check out those movies because they are very entertaining and and extremely well done. It's produced by Choi Hark, so uh, you know you're in for a, a, an, an entertaining trilogy. Oh uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> we all know. <laughs> Oh, wait, you know Troy, too? <laughs> no, I don't. That's not his name. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it for me. Hey, Brendan. Yes. Mr. Fantastic. What's up, dude? Uh, had a nice, relaxing week back in central Pennsylvania. Uh, visiting my parents. Just, you know, kind of chilling out. I met their new dog. She's a sweetheart. Uh, her tongue is too big for her mouth, so when she sleeps, the a good like half inch of her tongue just like hangs out the left side of her mouth. Nice. Um, it's precious. Like Meg's wife. Um, how old is the dog? Uh, five and a half. She's uh, oh, so she's a, a rescue. A little bit of an older. That's well, that's cool. Yeah. I'm glad they were able to do that. Yes. Uh, it took her about an hour to kind of warm up to me, but once she realized that I wasn't going anywhere, um. <laughs> That sounds terrible. Um, she she warmed up to me pretty quickly, and it was it was nice. She snores like a fucking lawnmower, dude. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like my dad. <laughs> um, but uh, viewing wise, it hasn't been much. Um, I showed my mom Deadstream, which I think I think she enjoyed. Uh, she screamed Shutter, at one right? point. Yeah, on Shutter. That's a movie that's been popping up. Um, yeah, I and I I think I mentioned it before. I really enjoy that movie. Um, it's a it's a good horror comedy. Feels very Sam Raimi ish. Oh, it's a comedy. Uh, oh yes, it's uh, it's definitely a horror comedy. Um, there are some parts that made me uh, chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus! Christ. That's cool. Um, there was ever a robot sentence <laughs> said by Brennan. <laughs> and that was it. That is the perfect way to put that in. <laughs> that was it. Um, but the only other thing that I think I watched was, um, or that the only other thing that I can remember I watched was, um, see, some I'm falling apart. Uh, was <clears throat> episode seven oh. and eight of uh american horror story nyc uh i'm still continuing my coverage of it um i'm not, i'm not a huge fan of the majority of american horror story um <clears throat> god could you imagine listening to this and not see right, what's we, going on bitch we, we, like a 30 second break Oh okay. God. All right. All right. You can't look at him. Sorry, it's like dude, when I you're in class and you and your oh, buddy see yeah. each other. Yeah. yeah, that's the best, dude. That's oh the best. God, and it, oh it might not God. even be funny, but like no, you're yeah. just dying. Yeah, like five minutes in, you forgot like even what you're laughing about anymore. Yeah, you guys yeah. just laughing at each other. Yeah. Oh, oh man. man. See, so like who cracks? Who gets caught by the teacher? <laughs> you know, who gets held out of class and fucked? Oh man. <laughs> 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 so good. Life brings you back. 
Uh, okay. American Horror Story New York. Yes. Yes. Uh, episode seven and eight. Uh, so I, I think I've uh, expressed my distaste for the majority of American Horror Story before. <laughs> Um, and I've actually now gotten to the point with this season where rather than dreading waiting for the next episode to come out, uh, like I was with American Horror Stories, um, I'm now kind of of this, uh, this number more days until American Horror Story, um, which is... (laughs) I don't even know what, what was funny. Okay, I'm ready. Was it the chuckle thing? Yeah, yeah, it was the chuckle. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it was the way the sentence was put together <laughs> and delivered. <clears throat> All right, I'm literally crying, dude. Oh my god. Oh my god, can you see it? Yeah, I can't. Uh, it made me <laughs> oh my god I hope Mitch leaves all of that in okay uh, yeah so I'm really enjoying this season there's two episodes left uh, the final two episodes take place in 1987 so um, good year great, great year um there was uh, a character death that i was really surprised that they did um the way that they did it It was actually kind of very artistic um so i appreciated it uh and there's some really cool body horror in episode seven how did i i don't want to ruin it you don't have to say like who um like is it that like cool the kill uh well you don't even really see anything um the kill it's uh someone is kidnapped by sam who's played by zachary quinto um and he is bound to a they're on fire island um he's bound to a tree yes is zachary quinto uh he's star spock spock yeah yeah Um, i like him as an actor he's a great actor um uh Um, so he, he, he binds someone to a tree and he lures Henry, who is Dennis O'Hare. Okay. You're saying everybody's name though. No, I'm not saying the person that they have out there. Um, so he brings Dennis O'Hare out there, uh, because Dennis O'Hare was just turned down by the guy he's interested in. And he's like, Hey, there's this, there's this dude here who's drugged, um, and tied to a tree. It's his biggest fantasy. Um, when obviously we all know. Uh, the audience knows that that's not true, and Dennis O'Hare's about to rape this dude. And then out of nowhere, all of the spirits that have been taken by um, by Big Daddy, who's a ripped fucking dude in a leather mask, who's uh, he represents HIV and AIDS, because I've mentioned this is the beginning of... He represents of, HIV and AIDS. Yeah. Um, he, he, he represents the looming, uh, the looming danger that, that the disease carries. 87. Uh, it, it's really cool how they do it. And so since this part takes place in 1981, it's the very beginning of the AIDS epidemic. Uh, they just don't know it yet. Uh, yeah. Since I haven't seen the show, 
I'm picturing when you said Big Daddy, I was picturing Wilson Fisk, um, which is the main boss in Daredevil. And then you said uh, he represents uh, AIDS and HIV. So I was picturing um, Osmosis Jones. So I just have this image of uh, Osmosis Jones, but as a beefcake, just going it, to kill these guys. Yeah. If uh, if 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 you guys looked at a picture of the actor, you would know exactly who it is. But he's like fucking seven feet tall, and he's he's fucking ripped as hell. Um, so then all of the spirits that we've seen uh, that that have been lost due to who who have died due to HIV AIDS complications, um, they scare off Dennis O'Hare's character and they untie him from the tree. And they lay him down in this like uh, this beautiful foggy field, and then the screen just goes white. Um, and that's the very last scene that we're going to get before the time skip to 1987. So I, I really appreciated it, honestly. I, I thought that it was I thought it was really cool. So, and what's this on? Uh, it it airs on FX at uh, 10 p.m. So wednesday nights and then it's streaming on hulu thursday at 3 a.m what oh no i was just saying hulu probably if it's fx they yeah mostly yeah. put their stuff on hulu. yeah it, it, it airs on hulu five hours after it premieres on tv um so this was actually the first time i ever got to catch it live i usually wait for hulu but my i don't because i don't have cable my parents do so what's the last show that you guys were into live like you were watching it as the episodes were coming out and one that you were just like really into um peacemaker that's the last um show i watched when it was coming out every week like the night it came out i I was watching it i i would yeah i would also say peacemaker Uh, no it would have to be american horror stories season two but if we're talking like live on cable with commercials yeah yeah like i like i meant more like nostalgic yeah the, the walking dead probably dead. survivor survivor <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah my parents are big into survivor or like i don't know one of the housewives show it's i don't know i think for you? me it was probably breaking bad oh. that i was like watching as it was coming out it was damn that that was a long time ago yeah it's been a long time since i've actually had like cable tv <laughs> so yeah you know in 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 college Giancarlo esposito came to my school and gave us an acting seminar that's cool yeah he's on that show Dude, right why do you or is he just on better call Saul? all these people coming to your it's his location and like where he lives and the school he goes to Dang, and what he went no to school one, for no one comes to arizona jesus i i met a lookalike morgan freeman in in sixth grade <laughs> That's about it. I've gotten to an actor, to meeting an actor. Oh, also, um, I wanted to congratulate you guys um, on the outcome of uh, the election. Oh, yeah. Yeah, finally. Yeah. Right? Crazy. That, that was honestly, because, you know, I, I was really closely following the Oz Fetterman thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very interesting to watch what was happening in Arizona. Yeah. I mean, we still have to win the. Uh, who are the two girls? They're going for senator. No, governors. Is it no, Kathy, Lake, Kathy Lake and? It's like someone. the really Trump right wing one, and then like the uh, one that's like has like all the credentials that should be able 
to do the job like perfectly <laughs> yeah yeah so we'll see what happens i don't know but yeah so I, I didn't i didn't mean to make this political but but i thought that it was very interesting to see the direction that because arizona is typically it's been a red state i think for its existence yeah so it's yeah. the first time ever in history i believe don't quote me on that i'm not huge into politics but i'm pretty sure it's the first time that it's ever gone blue but um but running here to talk about politics we're not here to talk about uh the other stuff that we were talking about today, we are here to talk about 2015's Hell House LLC. It is a 2015 American found footage film written and directed by uh, probably one of the most mob sounding names ever, uh, Stephen Cognetti, um, who is, of course, from upstate New York. Um, he sounds like a Batman villain. And this was produced by FBI Films. Uh, so I, if this just started out as a uh, tax shelter thing, more power to them. Um, so I, I'm actually unsure. I feel like I asked you guys this before, but I, I, I don't know. Um, so Ian, I'll, I'll start with you. Have Have you seen this before? And while you're at it, uh, you can throw your um, initial thoughts and and everything into there. Am I rating? Yeah. Um, I have seen this before. I saw it um, probably three or four years ago. Um, and um, I thought it was okay. It's, um, I like, I love, I'm, I'm a sucker for found footage. I love anything found footage. So um, even documentary style. Um, so I'm going to enjoy it either way. If it's good, bad, doesn't matter. Um, even a movie like The Gallows, which is a total shitter film, <laughs> I, I still get enjoy enjoyment out of it. Um, this movie was um, it had a lot of tense moments that I I liked. Um, overall, I was uh, I was entertained, and um, I liked the dialogue. Um, thought it was very natural. Uh, it feels like a very amateur film. And, um, yeah, even though it has lots of flaws, um, I, I still enjoyed it. And I would where, add this to my collection if it had like a, a three pack of the movies. Nice. Where did you watch it? I watched it on Amazon prime. Okay. Gaia. Would you only add it to your collection if it came in a pack? You wouldn't buy it by itself? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. I own all the, um, paranormal activities in, in a pack, but Oh, there's a uh, there's a really cool box set for that. That they I have it really at Zero Records. I think it's it's like brand new. I don't I don't know if it's it's, it's the one at Zia? Yeah, 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 yeah. They have the brand new one at Zia. The one that you posted or that I somebody posted in the Discord. Yeah. Um, for yeah, and it's like sixty bucks. That's that's pretty good. I might have to upgrade again because cool. mm-hmm. um, I have the one with Ghost Dimension. Um, and then I think next to Ken is like the only one I'm missing, but I, w- I would be willing to upgrade to a box set to get that. I've still only seen the first paranormal activity, man. I got to take that ride eventually, but I just haven't done it yet. So join um, us for our uh, live stream where we make Kyle watch every single paranormal activity in a row. Well, he has a, a blank face and calls everything mid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I watched this for the first time. First time. I also really like found footage stuff a lot. Um, and I'm su- I've always heard of this movie. Um, I always knew vaguely what it was about, but I've never even seen clips on it or anything. 
Um, so it was like very fresh, very fresh for me. And I watched it this morning. Um, I watched it on Shutter. Um, I forgot and... it was on Shutter. God damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all on Shutter. And I thought it was entertaining. Um, I just thought that uh, it had a lot of problems. Um, I don't think the scares hit. I don't think that... Um, like, I thought the acting was cool, and I liked... Um, I liked how believable it was, like the friendships and the banter. It seemed like they all really knew each other. It almost seemed like they, that crew was really, honestly, making the film itself. Like I feel like it was kind of going that way. Um, it just, to me, I just think that they didn't utilize um, like the second half of the film very well as far as jump scares and like I don't know. I I don't think I would add it to my collection. But um, I thought it was an interesting idea, especially because I love uh, haunted houses and that kind of stuff. I grew up with them, as I've probably talked about before on the cast. And um, I'm really nostalgic about those things. So um, I'm surprised they actually didn't dive or like make more films about this stuff um, during like the mid 2000s and early 2000s because they were very popular in like every amusement park ever during October. I mean, Universal Studios, Six Flags, Knott's Berry Farm, pretty much every, I mean, everywhere had them. And uh, it's a good idea to set it up for like a false sense of security. And I don't know, this this film though was just a little, a little mid in my opinion. Um, Actually, you know, it's interesting real quick you say that because houses that October built, um, came out in 2014 so it is weird that there weren't more films like this earlier on oh earlier on gotcha. yeah because you have movies like haunt uh mm-hmm. hellfest and then the rest of the these movies so i think there was a decent amount yeah but they came out so much later like yeah. haunt was like 2020 2019, 2019 or something like that. yeah and uh, hellfest oh. was even <clears throat> kind of later as well mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the, the one thing that I did want to mention uh, earlier is uh, this film has spawned two sequels, uh, Hell House LLC 2, The Abaddon Hotel, Hell House LLC 3, Lake of Fire, um, and just recently uh, released is the trailer for Hell House LLC Origins, The Carmichael Manor. I wrote a very fun article about this. Um, Hell House LLC Origins will be following the life and death of Patrick Carmichael, who, if you don't know, is the guy who who uh, is the spirit that embodies the clown. Damn, I am a sucker for origin stories, so I'm I'm going to have to follow through yep. and watch the rest of these movies. Yes. I'm sick and tired of horror movies using origins in their title. You know what? It I is so basic. <laughs> It is it so is, basic. It is, or the story of, or whatever. Yeah, but but keep keep in mind though, th- these are supposed to follow um, a documentary style thing. So I think that as a documentary title, I think that works pretty well. True. Um, but uh, I watched it on Amazon Prime. I would add it to my collection. I would add all of them to my collection. Um, so since I already kind of broached the topic of of Patrick Carmichael, who I think, um, as we can see with this prequel coming out, um, he's kind of, uh, infamously 
the image behind uh, this franchise, one of the most prominent images behind the franchise. Uh, Kyle, I'll start with you. How did you feel about um, the the mask design for for Patrick Carmichael, or we can just call him the clown. I don't care. Um, how did you feel for the the mask design for that character specifically, and how did you feel about uh, that that uh, character as, as a whole? Uh, I thought the clown looked really cool. Um, they didn't really dive a lot into Patrick Carmichael's like lore, right? It was just that he ran a cult and he used the hotel as like a a staging device for all the people. Um, right? That's that's Andrew Tully. Oh, who who's who's Carmichael? He's the clown. Did what they is he in the lore? Yeah, yeah. What is he in the lore? Uh, he was in the lore. He is, which we find out in the the trailer for Origins. He is one of the followers of Andrew Tully, and basically, uh, I think it's he had to work or something like the night of the mass suicide. Because uh, we find out that more than just Andrew Tully died in this house. Yo, spoilers. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. Um. So since since Patrick Carmichael couldn't make it there, he went at a later date and hanged himself in the building. Okay, so but at this point, if I'm at just this, watching this first point, one, I'm not supposed to know. Yeah, he's just a spooky yeah. guy. Okay, okay, yeah. cool. I just want to make sure I didn't completely miss out on that whole yeah. point of the lore. Um, but no, I thought the character's cool. I just don't think he's utilized well enough. Like, I don't think he's in the movie as much as he could be, uh, especially since he's like the like the focal point for scares. Um, but I do like his design. I thought his mask was cool. And uh, I I just wish he was in it more. I wish he was doing more stuff in it rather than just pretending to be a mannequin. You got to watch the others. Um, uh, Ian, how do you feel about him? Um, I liked the mask. I liked the uh, the scares that... I mean, the best scares uh, have him in it. So um, I think they utilized him uh, well. Um and I, I didn't know it capitalized on that character throughout the series, so I'm very um, intrigued to see what they do with him. Um, so I, I, again, this is one of my favorite found footage movies. So I, I don't, I'm trying not to monopolize the the conversation, but uh, no, please I, do, please. I, do. the thing Seriously. that I really appreciate about this film is and there's very few for me like this, but this is the one movie that I cannot watch in the dark at night. I cannot do it every single time. I have to stop watching it um, because I get too freaked out. I don't, I don't know what it is. Cause it like Kyle, you're kind of right. This movie's pretty mid. Uh, I mean, I mean, technically the, there's nothing crazy standout about it. It just feels like another found footage movie. Um, but there's just something about this, especially watching, you know, this two and three. Um, it's just like the way that that Cognetti uses the silence and the the empty the empty shots. There's just something about that for me that like really gets me at my core. Yeah, it's not the directing that I had a problem with. I, like, I think it's a like a it's actually a really well made movie. Mm -hmm. It's more it's just like I don't know. I just feel like. They don't capitalize on the setting of the house and utilize like the like the sets for scares and stuff. Considering it's a haunted house or like a movie based on a haunted house, I feel like they really could have like ramped up like the props that they had and like use those in the scenes. And I don't know. They spent the, the majority of the time just like shooting from the bedrooms and then like 
the occasional bar shot and I, I don't know it just it just it was a well-made movie i don't think the movie's bad at all as far as like its production i just think it just missed a lot of opportunities i agree um i i wrote in my notes i think i wish they utilized the um security cameras more um because yeah. once the documentary um team or who who was investigating the the survivor? yeah yeah i think they were like a, a documentary team yeah, yeah. um they went into the house and they pointed out all of the security cameras and i was just wondering like what what would it be like if we could have saw from the point of view of the security cameras but it never really went uh that far with them um <clears throat> like they do with uh paranormal activity um i think that he used a lot of pretty basic um like stereotypical um found footage sort of like haunting methods and scares walking in the door frame yeah and like uh when she was when they were all at the out at the park shooting the commercial and she was standing in front of like a a, some kind of religious statue um i thought it was it was a little basic yeah i feel like um and and very random that that thing was like right next to a tree and i don't know and it it wasn't even a big tree it was just like a there was no other yeah like statues <laughs> or stones or anything it like looked, it, it looked like someone freshly put that religious there, yeah. statue there yeah um but <laughs> um even though it did that i just like i don't know i felt i feel like it still could have gotten me if i watched it at night by myself um i do like the uh tense moments that that are there but um overall i think it's just it's just very basic it's um yeah Two what's case. what's one not two case what's two one case, uh, <laughs> what's one tense moment that you really liked um i liked the anything with the with the clown um i think when uh i don't know their names um uh, that, that's another problem i have uh i think there was just too much cast members too many cast members some of them like were um like when they hired the actresses uh i i just didn't know who they were because they were just there for the final product, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's when he's going over to the stairs, the clown's there. It, the clown's looking down the stairs. Oh, that turns. Paul. Paul. Yeah. Um, Paul looks back and the clown is staring at him. And then he's like, whoa, bro. Good one. And then he just leaves. He sees um, his buddies and then runs back. I thought that was cool. Mm, I agree. Um, I I think the tensest moment is when Paul wakes up in his bed the one night and he turns the camera on uh, and he turns the light on and we see the girl sitting on his floor and he's just he's just like uh, just going about his night and he's uh, obviously he can't sleep and then there's the uh, the under the the uh, under the sheet shot that he has too um, long no man it's too, I, with, uh, it's too long i liked how long it was nah, i thought the length was i fine. think i think he should have gone longer i think he should have i think he <laughs> i think he should have showed the girl for at least another second longer though too because like you you don't even get to see like her at the end really it just goes so quickly that like the payoff just wasn't there for me I um know. the 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 two things i i want to bring ian kind of going back to what you're saying i agree i wish there was more of the security camera footage uh but what i do like is when uh tony 
and Alex are in the room where they have the security cam monitor right as the haunt starts and right as shit hits the fan, you can see the people um, in very cotton. You can see the continuity in the camera screens of the people who are uh, especially the, the, the big guy whose name I'm forgetting, who's doing the clown in the basement uh, to keep an eye on the girl. Um, you can follow him perfectly through the security cameras as he's running out of the basement. So I, I really like the small details that they have, but I wish that they they could have utilized the security cameras a lot more. What did you guys think of the structure of the film? Like how it kept going back to the interview and then, uh, wait, it was to the interview, which is real time, and then back to the to the setup. Brendan, I'll let you go first on this. Uh, I appreciated it. It's so Sarah gives her, gives them the footage that obviously, you know, that we're seeing. So, and she's wearing the same clothes throughout the entire thing. So I feel like continuity wise, they could have made it seem like Sarah gave them the footage. And then it was like a day or two later after they had the time to view the footage because they're asking Sarah pointed questions based on the footage that we're seeing and they probably wouldn't make sarah re-watch all this footage um so i i think that they could have they could have done the the interviews the interview section a little better but i think that the payoff for it is well worth it i think the structure is really good in this film um and i actually think that the way they do the um like the like the news broadcast and stuff is it looks so good it's not shitty like it's not vhs viral quality like yeah. um <laughs> like which is cool because it's probably a lower budget maybe i don't know but um i like like even down to the little things like the little details like when they play the the phone call they're like this is a phone call of the recording mm. of the night and they do the black and white photo of like mm. a real shot at the scene and stuff like that's what they do in, in, in news yeah. programming and i thought that was really cool um I, I the problem i have comes at the end where i don't think the payoff is there like i don't think it was a good payoff um the the storytelling though i think makes sense um because uh it is her explaining the story well, I think it's kind of ex like showing it like she's explaining the story while being interviewed with that girl while the guy is watching the tapes in the other room. So it's kind of like what she's explaining he's watching, which I thought was cool. Um, it didn't really explain that's what was happening, but that's what, how I interpreted it. Um, but I know we're going to get into the ending, and that was probably my my most disappointed thing about the movie. But we'll talk about that whenever you guys are ready. Um, I loved the beginning of the film where it showed the footage of um, the people rushing out and then we eventually get to the end where we see like behind the footage of what actually happens. That was that that was my favorite part of the film. Um, <clears throat> I liked seeing the the aftermath and all this uh, all this hype and then you actually get to get in it and see the origins of this. Um, that, that was cool. I like I, I really like the structure of that. Um, and then, yeah, the the payoff. It was uh, four minutes. Four minutes of them going to the house and investigating. The last four minutes of the film. I, I think they could have thrown the clown in, like, the background of a shot somewhere. 
um, or or because uh, one of the motifs that's going to become a bit more prevalent is uh, the spirit of Andrew Tully, but still hanged at the neck. Um, which actually, that's one thing that I do want to discuss about what I appreciate in this film. Um, but uh, did you guys uh, find out what Sarah was saying when she was speaking backwards? Uh, or it says she's speaking in a foreign language, but what she's saying is a reversed clip of her saying, when I got to the front door, the police were arriving, uh, which is obviously, you know, what she says to Diane. Um, and Diane's like, the the police just opened the door and you got out? And she was like, and she says that line. So I, I thought that was kind of an interesting um, uh, kind of like rehearsal, but it's backwards, which is which I think is just another whole level of uh, terrifying. That main girl, um, what's her name? Her character name? I'm sorry. Sarah. So how do you think Sarah was there being interviewed? Was it a projection? Was it a ghost? What was it? Um, I, I think I have an answer, but Ian, if you want to. Sarah is the one who died, right? Yes. Or is that was, a different girl? Sarah was the one who was killed by Paul with the camera, who was, yeah. do, who was answering the interview questions. Gotcha. Um, dang, so they were talking to a ghost? How did she bring the tapes then? Well, or that, maybe... That, that's what I'm asking, is like, do I, you guys have a theory for... Oh, or they dragged her body, the cult dragged her body, re-resurrected her, so that she could relay the message. Actually, I, I don't think I should say my theory, because I you know... I I know kind of what the idea is. There a of definitive the answer? Yes, more more or less. Yes, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I I I almost just kind of gave away the ending of uh, number three. Gotcha. Um, takes that long to find out, huh? <laughs> no, it, it it doesn't. But number three is a very good example of why uh, what's happening is happening. Gotcha. Um, okay, so the, the one last thing that I just want to touch on real quick is how what I appreciate about this franchise is nothing feels retconned. Nothing feels like at one point Steven was like, hey, this is a good idea. I'm going to throw this in and let me make some fake uh, idea to tie this into the story. Everything that you see from Patrick Carmichael to Andrew Tully to even um, in the third film, the uh, you remember the the walk-in cooler in the basement that uh, Tony and Mac mm -hmm. hide in? That's a major plot point. That exact walk-in fridge is a plot point in the third one. Um, so I just, I appreciate how everything is set up and is there right in front of our eyes from the very beginning. It's just, we're not given the uh the the surrounding evidence and the surrounding things to everything to put it together yeah um so was there ultimately a plan to make three films do you think or did he utilize what he the foundation he put down 
Um, so I was I was curious about that. Uh, I found basically um, he stated that uh, he sees the Hell House LLC trilogy as quote one movie divided into three acts, and each movie is its own act. Um, and he further commented that he found that. Uh, uh, so I think initially it was going to be a one-parter because this was uh, written in 2011 and they finally found the direction that they wanted to take it to in 2013. Um, and basically they didn't want to bog it down with lore because they thought they, from what I understand, they thought they would only be able to make one movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that all of the ideas were there originally. They just wanted to try and make a scary movie without too much, uh, um, bullshit if they couldn't go further. Yeah, that makes sense. Gotcha. Um, okay, so uh, I've been talking nonstop. I'm sorry. Uh, You're the host. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's okay. Um, d- did I ask if you guys had like a favorite moment? Um, I said mine, but I also like um, the strobe light scene where you can barely i do think it goes on a little too long um but i liked uh what was shown um i don't know why it was cut into sections like sectional like that uh because uh cameras shoot interlaced and strobe lights uh basically uh it um the the top of the camera gets it and then the bottom of the camera so it it uh, frame by frame, it, it's going to be kind of different as to how gotcha. whatever vibration the strobe light is. So I like that scene. What I didn't like is when they show it at the end, yeah. they do like a little compare <laughs> the side by side. <laughs> they do this side by side. I did not like that. That kind of just ruined that, that whole scare for me. But while I was watching, I did enjoy it. Strobe lights, scenes and shit are so scary because in real life, like in those haunted house mazes things when they use strobe light rooms mm-hmm. those things are fucking scary cuz yeah. they like a like a a person will look 10 feet away and then the next second they're right in their <laughs> fucking face and i really wish they would have capitalized on this scene a little better it it just didn't do much it, they and when they did peek out it was just very like hat like half of their face was peeking out it was just there wasn't the imagery was not there. Like it wasn't scary at all for me. Um, it's just another scene where I wish it it would have went one step further. As as much as I hate to fall back on this, there's kind of a specific reason that all they could kind of do was stand there. Um, and I in in hindsight, that's kind of a cop out on my part. It's not on your part. It's just. Or, I mean, on, on there, we're part. we're we're you know judging this first film, and yes. based on this first film, that's yeah. that's kind of where it's at. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of glad I haven't seen the other ones yet because I'm the only one that doesn't. Well, I guess Ian hasn't either. Um, I don't have those things in my mind to kind of defend it. Not that it needs defending. It's just that um, since we are judging it just based yes. off of you know a solo film, it's just kind of you know. Um, but Kyle, so we kind of know where you where you stand on this. Um, Ian, I'm I'm curious as to your thoughts. Personally, I'm terrified of haunted houses. I cannot do them. I refuse. I will cry. Um, Ian, what are your... Uh, do you like haunted houses? Uh, no, I do not. I cannot do horror yes. in real life. Um, high five. Give me a high five. I, Give me a high five. Yeah. Um, I have to be holding someone's hand or holding someone. I think it's 
like a flight or, or fight or flight situation where um it it hurt it hurts me inside that to know that i can't touch these people that are trying to scare me like i can't punch the fuck out of them <laughs> so i just don't like that fact like i have to restrain myself like what what yeah I, that's the main reason why I don't like haunted houses is because I just can't defend myself. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, other than that, I think it's, yeah, I, I just can't do them. I can't. Kyle, as someone who we will call a, a, um, a haunted house aficionado, uh, what are your thoughts on the aspects, both um, during the haunt and the setup of the haunt? Um, the the scare factor where do you think this haunt would lie for you pretty low um only because i feel like that i mean they didn't have much to work with they were working with an abandoned house you know so like it's which 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 actually could be with a lot of money could be transformed into something cool but they didn't have a lot of money i still would have thoroughly enjoyed this though and i loved that that guy's um i forget his name hold on uh i love when andrew he came up with the idea of the kitchen of like the crazy monster mm-hmm. chef guys. Like, what are you? Yeah, that's totally what would that's happen in a haunted mansion. Totally, like the crazy you know cook who's chopping up like a, a dead body. He's like, what do you want? You want a leg? You want an arm? Like, totally something that would have happened in a in a haunted mansion. So I thought that was cool. Um, no, dude, I used to to live exclusively for these things at halloween when i was a kid i used to try to amp it up and make it scarier for me too when like me and a group of like six seven friends from school would go to like knott's berry farm or something and it would be towards the end of the night but like maybe like an hour before they were closing and people started to already kind of leave the amusement park so the there was a lot less people in these haunted mansions so um i would let my group of friends go first and get like a good 30 seconds ahead of me and then i would walk through alone just to try to like make it scarier and uh i fucking loved it like everybody'd be like where'd kyle go where'd kyle go and i'd just like (laughs) dip out into the shadows um yeah man i love these things and uh i think it i think it'd be a good time and that clown would fucking scare the shit out of me especially if he was like doing like what those one guys do is like just like hover right right behind you and follow you around and shit Yeah. yeah dude i love it you know uh i think my heart would literally explode if I did one today. Um, but okay. I think uh, unless there's anything else that you guys wanted to go into for this movie, I think we could get into uh, some final thoughts. Let's talk about the ending first. Oh, okay. Um, not the ending ending when like the reporter goes in, but like the whole movie kind of builds up to the, the event, right? The event that happened, you know? And I want to know what your guys' thoughts are on the actual payoff of, like, showing what happened. Like, everybody's trying to get out of this building. People died, apparently. There was fatalities. How did these people get killed? Like, what do you think? Like, they don't show any of that, which is kind of a bummer to me. Like, they kind of build the whole movie up to this event. They tell the story. They lead it all up. They're like, we're going to retell the entire thing and then show you what happens. And then they don't show anything. Um. Unless you guys have a different opinion on it. Like, what do you guys think of the whole payoff of the event that happens at the end in real time? Quote, unquote. I like that they don't show a whole lot. Um, it kind of goes hand in hand with the whole, like, uh, haunted, like, with haunted things and, um, like, folklore, 
there there's not much you really know like there especially with crypt, cryptozoology and stuff like that like there's not definitive actual live real evidence that these things exist so i think it actually made me like it even more knowing that uh i didn't really know what happened we're just going off of what people said happened um so i liked i liked that part of it i guess it does play into the whole thing with the movie too where it says until this day no one knows the real truth of what happened yeah. behind the blah 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 you know i i, I choose to believe that <clears throat> that there were some there was a, a stampede of, of some sorts. And I would assume some people got trampled to death. Uh, but that I would, <laughs> um, he's, he was fucking out of there. My dude, he yeah, left the dude, girl he chained dipped, up, bro. He yeah. dipped. He was like, Nope, 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 Nope. Uh, and oh, God, I hate that. I keep saying this. Um, but based on two and three, I appreciate how reserved this one is. Cause the biggest complaint I could have about two and three is they show too much too much um and i appreciate how like ian said this is this one's kind of more left up to your imagination you can you can kind of assume how people died or you can just take it at face value that there are people that died and we we don't even know we're watching the footage and we still don't know how how they died so i i appre- i i appreciate that i mean yeah like the scariest thing you can think of is only what you can think of right so did that seem too Disney or what? <laughs> it seems like, like a cop-out answer, but also at the same time, I get I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. All right. Any anything else you guys wanted to go over? Cover? No. I think we're done okay. here. All right. So Kyle, um, we will start with <laughs> Good bit. That was a great bit. Um, since you since you just pulled that, I was going to start with Kyle, but Ian, I'm going to start with you first. Hey, let me uh, slurp on some aqua. This has been a good episode. Mm-hmm. Oh. Starting with me. Oh wait. Um, actually, uh. Before we get into final thoughts and the official ruminations of Red Rum Rating, we are going to plug your ear holes with a message from our overlord at the Ruminations Radio Network. We'll be right back. Enjoy this thick piss break. You know what they all say. Fantasy football is like a box of chocolates. And I know you. You love fantasy football. And you love chocolates. Well, 25 Yards Later is a fantasy football podcast with top-notch analysis, earworm music, and plenty of laughs. Each week, we dive deep into four games, putting every fantasy-relevant and occasionally fantasy-irrelevant player under a microscope. Block out all the haters with 25 Yards Later, available wherever you get your podcasts, but maybe not where you get your chocolates. And we're back. Ian, hit us with your final thoughts and your raping rating. Uh, okay. Um, final thoughts and raping. Um, I 
like viral, like VHS viral, I like that it feels very amateur-like, and it's very low budget. Even and on a different episode. It feels... <laughs> I like that Hell House feels very amateur, and just... It, it, I, I feel like I can feel some passion in, in this movie. Like, like they actually put in the hard work, and this is someone's first movie. So, it's, it's um, even though it is very basic and cheesy, I, I, I like that. And I'm a sucker for these type of found footage movies and documentary style um, ones. So, it was very entertaining. Um, I do want to watch the rest of the series, and I'm very excited about um, the fourth movie, which is going to be an origin story. Um, I'm going to give this a heart. And I'm also going to give it a three. Oh, okay. Kyle? I was expecting higher. I was expecting a three and a half from that. Oh, really? Yeah, from that. Um, I think that uh, this movie is a well-made movie, but just leaves much to be des- much to be desired with me. Um, but um, I love Haunted Houses, and I love what it's trying to do. And like I said, I think it's a good well-made movie um it just wasn't very entertaining to me um i'm gonna give it a three stars and a heart oh wow i'm surprised i'm very surprised Mm -hmm. um okay so like like i said earlier this is one of the few movies that truly scares me um i love this franchise so much um I like the lore. I like the setup. Uh, and this movie hit me at kind of like tar for Kyle. Uh, this movie kind of hit me at the right age. Um, so this is the highest rating that I have for any movie in this franchise, but I am giving it a four and a heart. Uh, so that means we're going to round up because of numbers. Uh, that puts us at a 3.5 and a heart. Cool. Is, so the main poster of this film as well, all of the people's faces are scratched out except for the girl, Sarah. I think her name is right. Yeah. What's her name? Okay. Why do you think that is? That's a good question. Can you answer it without spoiling, spoiling the sequels? Um, I actually don't. Um... Oh, I mean, it's meant to be, like, because she's the sole survivor, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But is she? She gets killed, right? Yeah, but it's a poster, Kyle. We don't know. I think we will revisit that question after we do Hell House 2 and Hell House 3, if you guys want to do it. Oh, yeah. Because that's a very good question, honestly. I, I think that's a really good question. I'm down to do them both. All right. So. With that being said, it is time for America's favorite podcast game. What's in the box? Did you guys uh, hear the sound effects that Mitch put in for when I yelled "What's in the box" on the last yeah. episode? I did not. Yeah, because you're a fake fan. You don't follow us. <laughs> um, this is a game where my co-hosts must guess the letterboxed average rating based on me reading the letterbox description of the film. If they guess within point. Three. Point three. Three of the average rating, they will be awarded a point. A secondary point is possible if they are able to guess the star rating with the highest amount of user scores, which is 
Wasn't that changed to something? The decade. The yeah. decade. We're going to change that. I'll change the pin. Into okay. Um, that's my fault, folks. I should have remembered. Uh, Letterboxd is a movie database where the users can log and rate the films they watch and follow like-minded pedophiles. Um, uh, cinephiles, Jesus. Let a f- <laughs> but Letterboxd is not a sponsor. <laughs> Yet. Wow. After that, they never will be. Um, all right, boys. Are you ready? Um, I like this game. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> it gives me a good chuckle. <laughs> um, also, uh, the four movies that I picked have one specific theme in common. Oh, so God. as usual, um, classic. If, classic. if you guys can guess uh, what theme uh, these movies are, then... Wait, hold uh, on, hold on. I missed it. My headphones fell off. Can you repeat that? Um, if you can guess what the surrounding theme for these four movies are, you will get an extra point. Well, they're all sequels. <laughs> all right, <laughs> next. <laughs> Let's go. They're all found footage. Do I get but the extra point now? They are. None of them are found footage. Okay. Um, let's, hopefully right. they're different decades. Uh, they are. They are. Good. Good. Um, number one. A biker comes upon a girl with a flat tire and offers her a ride home. He winds up at a drug party with the girl's sister, then follows her to a turkey farm owned by her father, a mad scientist. The father turns the biker into a giant turkey monster who goes after drug dealers. This has to be Thanksgiving 3, right? Gobble gobble. 2.1. That's a good guess. One. That's a good guess. I think it's below a two. I'm going 1.9. Kyle, you are correct. Well, close close enough to correct. It is, I almost just said the year. Uh, is it, it is sitting. Is it 1.3 though? It's in one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is a 2.3. Uh, am I supposed yeah. to say, do I say the title now or after the decade? Uh, don't say the title until after okay. the decade. Okay. Guess the decade. 2010s. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh does everyone gets in this, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, no matter what, we both get the opportunity to get... Okay, yeah, sorry. Um, it's gotta be 2010s, right? Or if it's the movie I'm thinking of, it's 2010s. Um... 2010s. No. Just to keep... No, 2010s. 2010s. Ian, you said 2010 as well? Yep. You're both incorrect. It is 1972. Whoa. This is the film Blood Freak, directed by Steve Hawks and Brad F. Grinter. Sitting at a 2.3 on Letterboxd. Was it called Blood Freak? Yes, 1972. Are we ready for number two? Oh, but uh, we're sitting at uh, Kyle 1, Ian 0. And there's a sequel, too. Or a remake. Oof, and it's 86 minutes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's, oh, that's beautiful. Number two. Uh, Kyle, I think after this one, you're going to pick up what the theme is. Um, number two. A rookie cop's world is turned upside down when she becomes the face when she comes face to face with Paimon, King of Hell. Officer Jessica Lauren has the last shift at a uh, 
transitioning police station assigned to wait for a crew picking up biohazard waste from the armory. But unbeknownst to her, cult leader John Michael Payman has um, has haunted the department over Jesus Christ has haunted the department ever since he committed suicide in custody. Jessica is about to find out just how dangerous he still is all alone on the graveyard shift. That sounds cool too. What the what's fuck? The, what's the officer's name again? Um, John Michael Payne. Uh, uh, Jessica Lauren. No. The cult Wait, leader is. What, the cult leader is John. Shut up. Cult leader. The cult leader is John Michael Paimon. P a y m o n. This sounds like an eighties as fuck. Yeah, it's got to be eighties. Got to be eighties. But uh, you're not eighties love police officers. <laughs> they I don't know what that means. Yes, but, um, I'm gonna go. I, actually, in two guess versus system. I'm gonna go two point five. Good guess. I was gonna say two point four, and that's where I'll stand. You are both incorrect. It is two point nine. Oh wow! This is eighties. It's got to be eighties. It's got to be eighties. Oh, you're both sticking with 80s? 80s love their police officers. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this is 2014's Last Shift, directed by oh Anthony de Blasi. Oh. Kyle, have you figured out what these what, what the movies are yet? No. These are all the movies that were suggested by us from the oh. Discord. Oh, yeah, that. Number three. After being resurrected by a sinister entity, Art the Clown returns to Miles County where he must hunt down and destroy a teenage girl and her younger brother on Halloween night. As the body count rises, the siblings fight to stay alive while uncovering the true nature of Fart's evil intent. It's terrifying too. Um... So Ian does get the point for that. He guessed it first. Okay. Um... Um... I'm going to say 3.5. 2020s. We both get the point there. Yep. Um, Giving you both the point. It is tied, by the way. Man, I think it has a pretty good rating. I'm going to go 3.2. I'm going to go 3.4. You are both correct. It is a 3.1. It is, in, oh, as you both... It. Obviously, um, as you both guessed, the decade it is uh, 2022's Terrifier 2. Three. On to the last one. Wait, 3.1? Yeah. No. Damn, it was 3.7 like a month ago. Yeah. Um, are we ready? Yeah. Uh, no, um, well done. With horror movies, num- for sure. Like, especially A24s, they go from like a 4.1 to like a 2.5. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, an elderly gentleman sets out for what he thinks will be a normal day at an amusement park and is soon embroiled in a walking nightmare. Can you repeat the entire sentence again, please? <laughs> an elderly gentleman sets out for what he thinks will be a normal day at an amusement park and is soon embroiled in a walking night waking nightmare. Jesus Christ. I remember another movie being suggested. Ian, I'll let you go first. <laughs> okay. Man, is this an amusement park? The George Romero movie? 
What'd you say? 3.4? Looks like I'm awarding Ian two points because he got it on the dot. 3.4. Guess well done. Well guess done, the decade. Um you could get this though, because I don't know. I think it was. 2020 so i'm gonna guess 2020s kyle if you can guess the exact year it will be tied up <laughs> i'm gonna go 2021 we're talking about the year it was made not released right we're talking about the year that is on letterboxd uh yeah yeah the year's on letterboxd what the year on Letterboxd is. I, I don't know if they're going by the release date or the... They are. No, no, they're going by the year the, the year film was made. made. Okay. Um, 19... Can I, can I switch my guess then? Since yeah, yeah, go ahead. yeah, go ahead. You go first. No. <laughs> go ahead. Man, why'd you go 19? Is it an older movie? Well, he died like in two thousands, right? He died in the twenty tens. He, he died he did yesterday, like man. Sixteen or seventeen or something like that. Eighties. Are oh, you going to try and guess a year? Say it's eighty six. Eighty six. I want to say it's like seventy three. Seventy two. That old? I just got really seventy three. Seventy-two. Seventy-two. That wasn't me trying to cheat. <laughs> oh, I didn't see. It. It's rigged. Um, okay, so you're going seventy-two? Yeah. I think it was before it was after night, but before dawn. But it but I don't know like how far before dawn it was. I wanna say seventy-two. Three. Seventy-two. Ah fuck it. Two. Seventy-two. 72 ian you're going 84 no i'm gonna switch my answer to 1972 <laughs> no, i'm just kidding it's fine. Uh, well kyle you technically get a point because you got the right decade but you got the wrong year it is 1975's the amusement park by george romero and folks as you heard ian say the theme were movies that were all pitched for the movie that we were going to be covering this week we ended up obviously going with hell house llc but if you want to tell us what to watch you go to our discord which you can easily find and i'll get to that in a second how you get there all you do is you go to our discord and every week or maybe every other week or something we'll figure it out we will ask you guys to give us some movie recommendations in the hashtag episode requests uh, Discord subfolder channel channel. channel. Uh, obviously, the movies that were recommended were Blood Freak, Last Shift, Terrifier Two, The Amusement Park, and Hell House LLC. We threw it in a randomizer. This is the movie we came out with. So, if you want to tell us what to watch, join us. Uh, join us on, <laughs> follow us on Discord. Um, and we can shout out uh, to Sun Moon Stars. Yeah, dude. For throwing a wreck. And Dylan won though. Cause um dude, he won by like so close. He won by a cunt like, hair. It was like a fucking hair. Like a cunt here. There you go. <laughs> but that being said, 
This has been another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum, the alive but also dead person giving an interview for a documentary of the Ruminations Uh, Radio Network. If you like what we're doing here, be sure to follow us on Twitter at of Red Rum. That's O F Red Rum. Will we have a blue check mark? Who knows? That's for you to find out. Follow us to make sure we get one. Um, our podcast is, I gave the answer. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, <clears throat> and Amazon Music, among more, which you can find additional information on on ruminationsofredrum.transistor.fm. And make sure you subscribe and give us a rating so we can show up on more people's feeds and build the Ruminations of Red Rum army. Not even Russia could stop us. Um, the Iron Curtain. <laughs> uh, we will continue to cover films that other shows don't and would love to hear what you want us to cover next uh, you can DM us on Twitter uh, or email us at ruminationsofredrum at gmail.com or like I said earlier follow us on Discord throw some recs in the episode recommendation cat a channel cat uh, so, a channel that being said I've been your host Brendan <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. Yes! And like with us it. and with us as always, Ian with Dwee. It's a visual gag. Um <laughs> do I keep giving a shout out to Michael? I don't know at this point. Like it's a new year. Do I maybe new, I give a new year, new you. Maybe I give a shout out to a new Alaskan native, like Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. This one's for Jewel. I'm pretty sure she's Jewel from Alaska. Jewel? Jewel, yeah. Like the singer? Yeah. Is she from Alaska? Let me confirm. She is from Homer, Alaska. Hey, Mike, I'll give you a shout out. I hope you're doing all right. How was your Halloween, Mike? What's up, Brendan? Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, uh, Mike, um, what else can I say that hasn't already been said uh, from Ian? Um, I hope you're doing well. Um, I hope you've cut down on the drinking a little bit. Still have fun. Go out and do your thing, you know. But uh, I hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing well, Mike. Hail, Rapma. Stay safe. Oh, you bad. <laughs>